Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. 28 past five on this wild and woolly Tuesday night. Uh, very shortly, we'll uh, bring you up to date with everything that's happening at the Commonwealth Games. And, of course, you can see all the Commonwealth Games action on 7 Plus. Watch uh, event replays, minis, uh, trending highlights, and all the best action on demand. Plus, keep up to date with the medal tally results and event schedule. The Birmingham 22 Commonwealth Games, live, free, and exclusive on 7 and 7 Plus. Download the 7 Plus app for your smart TV, mobile, or tablet now. Let's go to Carl Langdon, who, uh, former West Coast Eagles Premiership player, played in the 1992 Premiership side, of course, has been a broadcaster now for well over 20 years and uh, also is uh, the main man on match day at ground level where he uh, gets involved with the players and the fans and all that. I thought I'd invite Carl into the program to have a bit of a chat about uh, Josh Kennedy and his thoughts on the big announcement today. Carl, thanks for joining us. No worries, Pete. Were you surprised by the decision today? No, I actually knew it was coming, uh, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, as we predicted last night uh, on Sports Day. But, uh, look, not surprised, and uh, it's been a wonderful career for JK, and it's nice to reflect on that today. He's been such a lovable character. I don't think there's anybody that's ever said a bad word about Josh Kennedy and the way he's played football. Absolutely not. I don't know if he's ever been reported. I can't actually remember off the top of my head. But uh, in the way that he's played the game, and just reflecting back to... Uh, the Freddie Flintstone goal-kicking style that he started with to actually get himself out of that and to be one of the most accurate in the game in the end, I think is a credit to him. You've done a lot with the West Coast Eagles. Of course, you're involved on match day. You have the privacy of going into the rooms and and talking to the players. Is he one of the most respected West Coast Eagles uh, in recent times? Absolutely. I think that when you think about the leadership at West Coast and the longevity of both he and probably particularly Shannon Hearn, I think that when you think about their influence at the football club and then a rung behind them, and they're not too far behind, a bloke's like... Nick Nat Nui, um, Luke Shuey, the current skipper. I mean, they're in there. I think Shuey's 32 uh, and Nick Nat's not far behind. So when you think about those characters and what they've given to the football club, I know that Andrew Gaff had that incident with um, Andrew Brayshaw as well. But for the most part, that leadership group of older statesmen at the West Coast Eagles are a, a pretty solid group of individuals. Today's press conference, he was glowing of the praise of Peter Sumich, who was the forwards coach for a number of years at the West Coast Eagles, was a mentor while he was there at the Eagles and still is a mentor. So Peter Sumich has had a lot to do with Josh Kennedy. Yeah, and I think that for what Suma has done, I think for this um, state, when you reflect on his own individual coaching career in his own right back at South Fremantle in the late 90s and then getting an opportunity alongside his great mate John Worsfold, it's a shame that he didn't get an opportunity to coach a senior football team. He's been really close a few times, including at West Coast, but in the end he hasn't gotten that role. But then to go on and coach our, our state uh, players, the, the former Teal Cup of the Under-18s Championship, and to win that, 
a couple of times with the youngsters coming through and continue his involvement as a coach with individuals like JK, I think just shows the profound impact that T individually has had on the game. And the other player you highlighted, apart from Luke Shuey, who certainly has been a, a fantastic leader and a fantastic midfielder who's fed him over the years, was Mark Lacroix. Uh, put him right at the top of players that he loved playing with uh, and working with. Yeah, well, I think that those two, and probably myself, we've all got a love of fishing. So, you know, you always <laughs> stick very close to your mates that love fishing. And that's why Nick Nat and Shannon Hearn and, and JK and Lecker have always got on so well. Because away from the footy field, uh, quite often they would, and, and Jeremy McGovern's another one we can throw into that mix, quite often these guys will be going on their fishing trips. They'll be heading somewhere north of Perth. And, um, you know, whether that be Savannah's, which is Lecker's hometown, or all the way up to Northampton and, and beyond to Dampier and those sorts of places, those boys have always stuck fat on that front. Yeah, it's interesting. He said uh, at the press conference today, if Lecker plays a game for Northampton, I might play a couple for Cervantes. Well, Lecker the other day has booted 15. Yeah, I know. So I can just imagine how many JK would kick, <laughs> um, particularly if he went straight. But, yeah, I don't know whether he'll have the desire, whether his body will allow him to. But we do see a number of these former AFL players going back. We saw Cam Mooney just recently uh, pop up in a game. Didn't help, by the way. The team still got flogged. But uh, it's good to see these guys giving back to the, the country regions and having a cracking community footy. You played during that golden generation, of course, when the side came into the AFL, those two premierships. You played in 92. You were just out in 1994 due to injury. And now, as I said, you've been involved as a broadcaster, done a lot of the match day uh, happenings at the West Coast Eagles. Where do you think JK fits in relation to all categories as a footballer, what he served on the field, off the field, and his general appeal to the West Coast Eagles fans? Well, he, and, and you might disagree with this, but for me, Peter Sumich plays full forward and he goes in at centre half forward mm -hmm. because he's six foot seven. And, you know, myself and many others have tried to play centre half forward with minimum success. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you reflect on that position at West Coast, they've done a pretty good job with a makeshift centre half forward, even in the, the 2018 Premiership. So, you know, from that aspect, that's where I'd have him in the all time side of West Coast right to this point right now. I'd, I'd have him firmly at centre-half forward because uh, he's a he's a big man. He could easily – and you know how centre-half forwards played these days. They roll up and down the mm. field. To me, the positional play that used to exist back in my day doesn't really exist today, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and sometimes you see these forwards running as far – as what midfielders are, if not further in some cases, because they've got to run further to get to the zone to protect the defensive side of the game, which is something that didn't really exist back in our day either. I mean, Summer hardly ever left the 50-metre zone. But to, to boot 700-plus goals, to play his 271st game, which he'll play this weekend, to leapfrog Darren Glass, who was a Dow defender, like Shannon Hearn, who was the game's record holder, and like Glenn Jakovic, who has played the second-most games at West Coast, to be a key forward, to play that many games, to impact the scoreboard as many times as he has, to win a premiership like all of the other players that I've just mentioned, I think uh, speaks volumes. Yep. And if you had to put him in a pecking order, which would be pretty difficult, he'd be top five, would he? Uh, yeah, well, look, I always have, I always have midfielders as, mm. as the best. And I think that, you know, when you consider blokes like Judd uh, and guys like Cousins and Kerr, Matera and Kemp, I, I would always have 
players in the middle of the ground because I think that's where the best players play. And I think that when you look at the modern-day midfielder, when you've got guys like a Paddy Cripps who, who comes from, you know, the same era as a lot of blokes that we've seen play AFL footy up there in Northampton, to actually see a bloke who's six foot four, six foot five, running around in the middle of the field as fluently as they do is just unbelievable. So um, from that aspect, I'd have him... Uh, lower than a few of those midfielders I've just mentioned. But as a key position player, I think he just about trumps a lot of them. I know Jacko won four Ferris and Best, but he was Mick's mate. Right? <laughs> and it was it was often when I'd drive past Mick's house that Jacko's pushing the lawnmower out the front. So 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 that that's probably something that is a coach's vote because that's how it used to be back then. Uh, but very good player, had some great duels with Wayne Carey. But I think that, you know, when you when you consider the impact that he's had on the game for the club as a key position player. He's just about, for me, at the top of the tree. Terrific. Thanks for the chat, Carl. No worries.